I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the MMA Fan Podcast with me, Stu Whiffin, and always, Blake Harrison. Hello. Hello. This is, uh, we've literally just decided to do this, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with literally kind of no thoughts. Real renegades, aren't we? Winging it. Yeah. No <laughs> thought has gone into it whatsoever. We're just going to have a little chat about uh, what happened last night. We are recording this Sunday morning after waking up early. And unfortunately, even though he did phenomenally well watching Arnold Allen, uh, get beat by Max Holloway. That 10 fight win streak of his is now snapped by the great Max blessed Holloway. Um, thoughts, immediate thoughts on, on the fight after the fight. how do you feel about it? Um, I didn't know how it was going to go. Obviously, um, I wanted Arnold to win because he's a former guest of the show and just a, a, a lovely guy, but Max Holloway, what a lovely guy. It's like, you know, yeah. um, it's a fight that I don't know. Was it, it, it felt <clears throat> Arnold Allen's record is, is impressive. Um, but I think it was maybe Bispin said, you know, his most explosive and, and, and best win was Dan Hooker. Yeah. Max Holloway's a much better fighter than Dan Hooker. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I've got no, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and pull apart Arnold's performance because I didn't think, I thought he might clinch and wrestle him a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he might sort of utilise his power there. Um, but that said, he looked very comfortable on his feet. Um, you know, that that fight could have gone the other way. I know we've spoke very briefly, and I'm sure you'll you're touch on it um, as, as we look at the sort of scores, but... It was in no way, shape, you know, uh, a schooling or, you know, a, a mismatch or an outclassing of, of, of skill levels. Arnold Allen fought a great fight. Uh, yeah. And um, the, the, the thing that really resonated before, during and after was just what an incredible advert for mixed martial arts it was and what, what absolute gentlemen they are. And it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they should be waving the flag for, for mixed martial arts because just super respectful, you know, and yeah, nothing nothing but love for both of them. And Arnold's still a young fighter. Um, I'm sure he'll watch that back. I'm sure he'll pick faults in his performance. But as as a fan, 
of of Arnold and following his career and seeing him step up to fight Max, I, I think mm. was a, a, a big step up for, for Arnold Allen. And I thought he put in a, a, a really solid performance. Got mm. got nothing negative to say. No, I, I agree. I, I think it was it was a big step up, but equally I felt like he showed he belonged at the top of the featherweight division. I think Max Holloway is I think Max Holloway hasn't been beaten in 10 years by anyone other than Alexander Volkanovsky. Like he's got a who's who of of featherweight win. Oh no, that's a lie, isn't it? Because obviously, I mean, at, at featherweight is what I'm talking about. Obviously, yeah. he lost to okay. Dustin Poirier uh, uh, at lightweight, but I think the Connor fight was way back in like 2013. So it's been like 10 years at featherweight that he's remained undefeated against anyone outside of Alexander Volkanovsky, which just goes to show how good Alexander Volkanovsky really is to win three times against Max Holloway. Um. And to, you know, the only other blemish on that is to future champion Dustin Poirier. Right, but that was at lightweight. That wasn't yeah, at featherweight. I mean, but, um, yeah, yeah. Poirier's yeah. going to be the champ by the end of the year anyway. So oh, God. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, let's move off of that stupid subject. But, um, yeah, I, I thought Arnold Dallin did really well. It just, it was so difficult, I think, for him to get get on the inside uh, of Max. And he landed a few big shots but Max was countering so well, I think. And those, some of those kicks to the body looked really, really nasty and looked really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you scored it any differently. I think I scored rounds round one to Max, round two for Arnold, round three yeah. clearly for Max. Yeah. And then round four, I think, is a tricky one. I think I gave it to Holloway, but I, I think you can Arnold give it four. you can give it to Arnold for sure. And I think one of the judges did. Um, but that round five was a really interesting one because up until the last kind of like six, seven seconds, whatever it was of that round, I think Arnold was winning round five. Mm -hmm. And then he stepped into a a punch from Holloway that that kind of dropped him. And even though he got back up fine, it it still dropped him. So I, I, I think you can give five to Holloway because of that, even though up until that moment, I gave it to Alan. If you if you scored it 48-47 Holloway, that's fine. I think I scored it 49-46 Holloway. If you score it for Arnold, a couple of people I've seen have done that. If I you don't scored 49-46, 49-46, and 48-47. That was the Yeah, I, I I I probably had it 49-46, but it was close. That round four was really, really close. Yeah. And there there is a world in which I suppose maybe Arnold has won that fight. If he wins round four and you don't give him that final and you don't give Max round five because Arnold did enough damage to counterbalance the the dropping. I I mean, I don't see that. I I had it 49, 46, but I still think he, it was close and he he held himself really well against, against Max Holloway. But sadly it's just uh, it's just one of those things where he's come up short. And my biggest gripe with the whole thing is that what I feared could happen as a result of this fight has come to fruition. And months ago, when this fight was being rumoured, I was saying, I don't like this fight. I don't think it's good matchmaking because as much as, as a spectacle, it put together a really lovely fight for us to watch. Now, where are we at? We had a guy on a 10-fight win streak should have been getting a title shot instead you've stuck him against max holloway who 
has no chance really of getting a title shot unless Alexander Volkanovsky gets beat. And the way he's been fighting recently, I, I think it's unlikely. You know, Yair's a crazy fighter. He could pull something out of the bag for sure. But even then, you're probably going to do the rematch. So to stick um, Max Holloway up against the guy who should be next in line for the shot, I think is bad matchmaking. Because if Max wins, Max isn't getting a title shot anytime soon while Volk is still the champ. So all you've done is halt a fresh title fight for the champion which just seems pointless. I just don't understand it. So now we're in a situation where I think Ortega's injured, but he's already fought for the belt. Max has already fought for the belt. We've got an interim title shot between um, Yair and and uh, and, and Volk. Uh, I'm going to look now. Uh, Josh Emmett, obviously, just coming off a loss. Um, who else is in there in the division? Uh, Chan Sung Jun, he's already fought for the belt. Calvin Cater, he's coming off a loss and a bad knee injury. Giga Chikadze, I think, is coming off of a loss to to Calvin Cater, is he? Was that his last fight or was his last fight Barboza? But still, he's not put together a, a, a big enough streak. You have to go all the way down to the ninth-ranked guy in the world, Ilya Tuporia, who's looked very, very good lately. But you go all the way down to the ninth-ranked guy in the division before you really see a viable title contender. I need to look now to see if uh, Tapori has got a fight booked, but just I just don't think it was clever matchmaking. I, I, Arnold Allen should have been either against, uh, and I, I wasn't really a fan of this either, but either against the Tapori, so you get a clear number one contender. No, man, that's, or, that's, that's way behind Arnold. Yeah, but what's the point of fighting Max? Well, for the sake of the division, why fight Max? Yeah, if he wins, yes, he's number one with a bullet, whatever it is. Yeah, he's 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 the guy. But shit like this happens, and you're like, oh, we've we've lost a good contender now. Well, so I just don't, I just don't like it. Oh, Ilya Tapuria is fighting Josh Emmett. Sorry, Ilya Tapuria is booked to fight Josh Emmett. Oh, that, Josh a, Emmett is five. That's a good. That's one. a great scrap. Ilya Tapuria, if he wins, will be ranked fifth. And maybe that makes sense for Volkanovski's next fight. But if Volk beats Yair, he's beat Yair. He's beat Holloway three times. He's beat Brian Ortega. Arnold Allen's ranked fourth. It should have been Arnold next. Yeah, it's, but if you're, I just think it's bad matchmaking. If you're Arnold Allen, you look at the cards that have been dealt and you go, right, do I fight Tapuria, who's ranked like quite a few spaces behind me, who's really dangerous? Or... Do I fight one of the biggest names in the sport? And he wouldn't have took that fight unless he thought he could bin it. Beat yeah, yeah and, uh, but my problem isn't with Arnold Allen. My problem is with the matchmakers. Like yeah, Arnold Allen, of course he's taking conversation that fight. though. If you won, you know, of you, course. But why run that risk? It's like it's like putting um, the guy that should be fighting Adesanya next against Robert Whittaker. And then you're like, oh, Robert Whittaker beat him because Robert Whittaker is that damn good. But and what, now what? what are we doing? We're going all the way down to like eighth or ninth in the rankings before Adesanya's got a fresh title fight. We, we 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 both agree that he should have fought Emmett for the interim, right? We, we both 100%. agree that, 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 that should have happened. 100%. Right? That, that's where this issue, I think, started. That that was a bad... Yair should not have been involved in that. That that was that was Arnold and, and Emmett. Uh, and I think Arnold would have beaten Josh Emmett and and I think we would have been looking at a uh, you know a very exciting uh, title fight. It hasn't panned out that way, um, and I I don't know. I I don't think 
I don't think Arnold Allen to Poirier would have been a, a a fair fight for Arnold. I think it would have been a, a real backward step. And, and I, I agree with that, but yeah. for the sake of the division, also, uh, that would have been better fighter. than Arnold Max. Arnold's an inactive fighter, you know, and and you know, what does he do? Does he go? I'm not fighting Max Holloway. That's pointless. Like, and then what? What, what happens? What does Arnold Allen no. do this year? But no, but that's my point is I don't have a problem with Arnold taking that yeah. fight because it was offered for him. My problem isn't with Arnold. My problem well, is that fight never should have been him? pitched. What should well, as, as we've established, the UFC yeah. should have offered him an interim title fight. He should have been number one. Whether he fought Yair or Josh, I thought Josh earned it more. Yeah. Obviously, Yair's a better fighter than Josh, but in terms of meritocracy, and we all know that's a dirty word in the UFC, but I I feel like it should have been Arnold, first name on that contract, regardless yeah. of whether he was fighting Yair or Josh. Great. It didn't happen. After that, I mean, on a 10-fight win streak, I know it's probably not the thing to hear, but just wait. Just, just wait and and get the title shot afterwards. Maybe I don't know, but, but I, think I just he's think done a, he's done feel, a lot of waiting. There's been a lot. He of has waiting. done a lot of waiting, but but what? But but my point is, regardless of it being for Arnold, for Max, for whatever, we're now looking at the featherweight division. And as I just laid out, let's say Josh Emmett lands one on Taporia and knocks him out. I don't think that's likely. I think Taporia should win that fight, and he will probably be next in line after that because he'll be top five. But Let's say Josh Emmett lands one on Taporia and Volk beats Yair Rodriguez. Shall I tell you what happens after that? There is no proper viable number one contender. So Volk goes back up to fight Islam Makachev. That's what happens if, if that's the case. Because there is, Volk was saying the whole time, someone's got to stand out to me. Someone's got to stand out and be the number one contender. So they made the interim title fight. Mm. If he beats Yair and Josh Emmett lays one on Taporia, where do you, who's who's the next title challenger for Volk? Who's earned it? Mm. No one. He can't fight Max for a fourth time being 3-0 up. As much as Max is probably the number two to Volk's number one, you can't have that for a fourth time. So what do you do with that division? It's, I just I just think they put themselves in a position where they've shut down a fantastic contender who had already earned it because he was on a 10-fight win streak. But I've seen that Max this morning said he'd like to fight a zombie. Um, who did Max? Yeah. Um, Have they not fought before? No. All um, right, well, that's that's a good fight because neither... That, see, that's good matchmaking because neither of them's getting a title shot anytime soon because yeah. Volks beat both of them. So that's great matchmaking. Mm. But... Well, yeah, really I don't know. It just frustrates me. Arnold and Zombie wasn't there. There was lots of talk of that a while back, and that would have made sense as a fight as well. You know, that would have done. Yeah, you know, yeah. A really experienced vet in 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 Zombie, and and you know, a, a, a real good test for for Arnold. But yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't panned out. But you know, it was it was a solid fight, and and yes, I, I don't think Arnold's stock has gone down. I think more people now know Arnold Allen. He's more people will love Arnold Allen because of who he is and how he carries himself. You know, yeah. he's such a, uh, a, a you know, a, a, an understated, calm, you know, nice guy. And and we and we saw that, and we saw that, you know, from Max as ever. And and I just think the world definitely knows who Arnold Allen is now. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I think... Like you say, what is he, 29, Arnold? Yep, I think so. You know, I, I think he's going to have to be a couple more fights to, to to maybe get that shot. And I don't know what them couple of fights are going to be because the division, as you say, hasn't worked in a smart way. No, I mean, and there are some absolute killers in that division that will be looking to go up. And I don't see Arnold being someone to ever turn down a fight unless he's injured. Yeah. So, I mean... As I say, you could rebook the Calvin Cater fight because it sort of didn't quite happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, you could, if Josh Emmett loses to, to Poria, you could do Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen. You could do Giga Chikadze, maybe. Bryce Mitchell is up there. He got beat by Tapuria recently. Uh, he's already uh, fought Sadiq Yusuf. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't Arnold, know. I mean, Brian, I Brian Ortega would be a good one. I'd like yeah. to see Brian Ortega fight fight Arnold Allen as as well. But yeah, Arnold we'll walks have, into we'll any of them fights. He walks into any of them fights, uh, knowing he can beat them all now. I'm I'm convinced. I think that. so. After being in there with Max, I think everything else he will consider now as being totally, totally winnable. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, from from seeing how, how comfortable he was in there with with, with a legend like Max. Um, and, and let's talk about Max Holloway's performance as well, because we, we spoke a lot yeah. about Arnold on here. And, um, you know, Max was fighting kind of in a style that we don't see that often from him. He wasn't he wasn't putting the forward pressure on. Arnold was controlling the yeah. octagon really well. Yeah. It, it waned a little bit towards the sort of the, the latter rounds. You see Max on the front foot a bit more. Um, but what we did see him, you know, when he was on the back foot and, and Arnold pushing forward was his counter-striking was unreal. Unreal. So fast. Anyone that starts saying that, you know, Max Holloway's an old man, blah, blah. He's two years older than Arnold Allen. Uh, yeah. A lot of miles not... on the clock. But, I mean, and I thought at one point it would catch up. I but thought at one point it would catch up to him, but clearly not not, not yet. I thought their them miles presented themselves as, 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 as fight IQ and experience last night because you see him, yeah. you know, dealing with a super powerful guy uh, in, in Arnold, you know, who, who's super fast and strong. And you look at Arnold Allen's back, you know, when in that last round, I think, or the, or the fourth round, when he, when he did clinch a bit, you just think, that geezer looks insanely strong. And yeah. 
and, and and I'd like to have seen a little bit more ragdolling um, from Arnold. I'd like to have seen how Max dealt with that. Um, it's really, that's even that's tricky though, because Max has got such great takedown defense that you could wear yourself out. And this is, I think, was it what, uh, the first time Arnold's been five rounds? Is yeah. he? Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so that's a, that's another one where you just go. You know, they might have been worried about the cardio aspect of of utilizing wrestling, trying to get Max down, and maybe not achieving much because very rarely do people get Max down. Yeah. Um, and so right. they were just like, let's let's do the the kickboxing thing, trying to take a leaf out of Volkanovski's book, and yeah, I mean, the, as I say, the counters that Max was were putting in there and those body kicks and well, stuff body were, kicks were, were very very good. Were clearly tactical insofar as look, this guy got five rounds in him. Look how big he and strong yeah. he is. He's never been five rounds. Let's work his body and and and, yeah. and see if we can sort of gas him out. And and it didn't work. You know, he, he held his yeah. own to the last bell. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we're massive fans of Arnold Allen on this show. We only want to see him do well. And as you say, that taking away nothing from him in, in this performance, because I thought he did really well. And Max is just Max, isn't he? Max is Legend. the number two. He's the number two. Like I don't know what the British equivalent is, but the Americans always talk about the Mount Rushmore of this and the Mount Rushmore of that. And it's usually like the top four guys. Um in whatever it is that they're talking about. And I don't know what the British equivalent of that would be, but if there is a a, a featherweight Mount Rushmore or whatever it is, then uh, you've you've got to put Max Holloway on there, probably along, well, definitely alongside Jose Aldo and now Alexander Volkanovsky. And I suppose there's a space free for, for someone else at some point. But yeah, let's hope so. Let's Absolutely. hope so. Absolutely. Um, is there any more is, fights that you wanted to? I mean, we we saw another from that card. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you just a couple seen... of great finishes. I yeah. mean, the Edson Barbosa finish of Billy Quarantillo was 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 fantastic. That knee straight up the middle as he was going for a takedown, and um, the other one was the one that I, I I put a tweet out ages ago just saying how um, I, I commented on someone's thing saying. That Nicolau versus Brandon Royval on the prelims is an absolute travesty. There's no way that that should be on the prelims. It should be on the main card. It was like fourth versus fifth or fourth versus sixth or something like that. And the winner of that fight could be looking at a title shot next. Mm. And Brandon Royval, man, talk about knees. That was really special from him because Mateus Nicolau has been looking fantastic lately. Uh, so Brandon Royval with that knee, was really good and he's a really exciting fighter to watch and and he's got an interesting one if if moreno beats pantoja then you could see uh royval fighting moreno again it would be a rematch but royval really badly injured his shoulder during the fight so from royval's perspective he could very easily be saying hang on a minute that first fight is not what would normally have happened i had an injured shoulder blah 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 and that could make some interesting kind of promos in the lead up to a fight between them, if that's what happens next. But uh, anything you wanted to talk about on the the fight card? Yeah, um, there was uh, there was lots of kind of retirement talk last night. Um, Clay Guida done something quite odd, which seemed to ruffle uh, Dana's uh, feathers a little bit. Um, I haven't seen that. What did he do? He, he kind of, sort of made this sort of retirement kind of chat, and then basically it was all about then actually saying happy birthday to. Uh, to, to a friend, and it, it was quite odd. Uh, Bill oh, okay. Algeo, um, BTJ Brand, uh, 
took his gloves off, said he was going to retire, and said, no, of course I'm not retiring. I wouldn't fucking retire uh, in Kansas. You Bud Light drinking, Uber Eats eating, and just slated the like Kansas, to which he then whoa uh, walked out uh, uh, to to like obviously uh, an arena of booze. Uh, obviously, you know he's he's trying to get some uh, attention, and it worked. Um, but there was uh, that's quite funny. I quite like. It. I mean, I don't know what the Bud Light Uber Eats like. I imagine um, it's derogatory. The, yeah, but I, I don't really see why. But, but sure. one of the things. One of the things that uh, was really beautiful last night was uh, Zach Cummings um, fought uh, in his mm. hometown. And uh, and he put on a fantastic fight against fellow vet uh, Ed Herman. And it was a really good, good good fight. Zach Cummings dominated him incredibly, just boxed really well. Ed Herman, 42 years of age, you know, you could tell it was time. And yeah. uh, as a fan, I, I, it looked like it was time. And that that time did come um, uh, in round three. And uh, Zach coming, you know, he, he's talking to, to to DC, talking about, you know, his career and such. And uh, and then his daughter comes running in and jumps in his arms and he gets starts crying. And then uh, Ed Herman takes his gloves off, puts them in the centre of the octagon. Zach Cummings takes his gloves off, puts them next to uh, Ed Herman's, and they both uh, are on their knees, uh, both retiring and then in front of each other and then hugging. And I'm literally getting quite emotional talking about it. it was, oh, uh, man. You, uh, you, you hear, uh, I think it was Anik, was just like, hey, there appears to be a lot of dust in here today. I've got something in my oh, yeah. <laughs> I did hear that, yeah. <laughs> It was like it was a really beautiful moment, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think in regards to sort of seeing things like that, and then seeing the respect between you know, just to to bring it back to to, to Max and Arnold, um, that's what mixed martial arts needs. You know, real real stories like that. You know, real emotion, real real nice people doing doing nice things, and it you know, it just really kind of. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
hammers home that this sport is 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 more than just you know what you know what what some people perceive it as, and uh, yeah. we need more of that, please. And uh, yeah, and if you've not seen that, go and watch that um, that double retirement because it's uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, Cage Warriors was on last night as well wasn't it how did you feel about the cage warriors card you you Uh, were all over it actually well done you were you were i was putting the kids to bed throughout some of it and i was desperate to try and get to watch it but i just kept watching the older mma fan podcast twitter and and instagram and and uh and i was able to keep up to date with with all of it so uh so well done for doing all of that stuff but uh how did you find the card let me tell you something blake harrison right i fucking love cage warriors I fucking love it. It is good. Ian Dean does a fabulous job Ian with the matchmaking, doesn't he's he? He's a fucking genius. Brad Walton absolutely smashes it. Like yep. he's superb. Um, and yeah, like I know that it's you know anybody in the industry will credit Ian Dean as being you know the uh, a mastermind when it comes to, to to matching fights. And boy, did he get it right last night. Um, I won't sort of break down the, the, the whole card. Um, it was a pretty good night um, for for Next Gen last night. Um, Paddy there was was their cage side. Good to see um, another, obviously, Paddy, former guest of the show. Uh, Open Elliott was, was cage side. He's got a big fight coming up. And uh, go check out our, our episode with Oban. Um, but uh, I think uh, Next Gen kicked off with um, Liam Gittins, uh, who uh, who fought um, fighting out of uh, Jack Shaw's uh, gym? Uh, he fought yep. Rory Evans, and uh, Liam Gittins got um, a, a really uh, impressive KO with of knees and elbows in round two. Really, really great fight. Um, yeah, I, I, Gavin Hughes fought Chris Bungard, and Bungard's a training partner of Paul Craig. Um, up in Scotland at one one fifty five, it's a tight fight. That I think Gavin Hughes again is a he's a next gem fighter, um, and and the decision went to to to, to Bungard. It's a split decision, a little bit contentious with with, with, with the, the, the the team in in, in Manchester uh, with the, the the crowd in Manchester. It seemed, but um, but he got that. Um, right, so I, I think um, uh, uh, Ewan Davis. Uh, got a submission guillotine over Deck Dean um, in the first round, and it was a phenomenal, uh, uh, phenomenal uh, finish. That, and so one of the the, the the fighters that I've been watching, and 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 you know, I'm it's nothing new in me getting excited about a next gen fighter, but Luke Riley, um, he fought uh, Callum Parker. Now Callum Parker was at a week's notice for this fight. Yeah, uh, he trains at Alliance, I believe, in America. And uh, and he's flown over, and uh, I think they've done it at, at Catchway. Uh, and I think people were presuming that Luke Riley was just going to steamroll him. Callum Parker put it on him in the opening round, and it was like, whoa, yep. we have got a fight here. Um, and it was a phenomenal opening round. Uh, I, I think people were, were saying it could ideally, you know, it could possibly be one of the greatest ever first rounds of a of a cage warriors fight. It was, it was, I, I was trying to send our little MMA group. Go yeah. Boys yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's opening round. It's, it's special. And then you just see 
Callum Parks had a, a week to prep for this. So, you know, his gas tank was not going to be 110%. Luke Riley's was 120% last night. Yeah. He looked incredible. The speed and precision of his boxing is superb. Um, yeah, just got Callum that. Parker had to eat some vicious knees to the body as well. Like I went Mate. on the back of your recommendation because I got down after it had finished and I rewound it a bit to watch some of it. You enjoy it, right? Those knees. It was a great fight. It was really, especially that first round was really, really good because Riley got sort of like I don't know if it was officially. I can't remember if it was officially like dropped or if he just yeah. kind of stumbled down and back a little bit. But he looked rocked uh, yeah. early on in the fight. And then, as you say, like it just went on them, then it back and forth. Body shots from both of them. Callum Parker was ripping the body. Uh, Luke Riley was oh, just some vicious knees. And then, yeah, it just after a while, Luke Riley just just got the better of him, I think. But uh, but it was a really really cracking fight. Yeah, we're going to see big things from him. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure of that. Um, and then another next gen fighter, Adam Cullum, um, fought Dimitri Jeline. Uh, uh, and oh, but that's when I came down. So that's initially when I came downstairs at the so start of the third round of that fight. Uh, going into this fight, and uh, and Dimitri Jelin uh, uh, was, I believe, he was five and one. What a fight! Oh, what well, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I missed a lot of the because I came downstairs. The third round started. I was like, oh, I'll get to see this third round. Bink, within seconds, it yep. was over. He caught him flush with that right hand it was incredible it, it really impressive it, i mean it, it was a it was a pretty tight fight you know i i, I thought Shaleen looked really really solid um obviously there's a lot of hype around cullen uh but four seconds into that third round uh it, head over to, to to cage warriors it'll be on their instagram and just watch that right hook because they don't get a lot cleaner or sweeter than that Okay, uh, right. Um, interesting. James Power got a, a, a big win at one fifty-five. Uh, Lucas Capera not coming out for the third round. I think he'd, he'd, he'd had yeah. enough, and uh, and Power had just sort of broken down over the over the two rounds. But the, the, the let's let's move on to the two main fights. And yes, uh, former Nathan Fletcher and and top top lab. We were speaking to Nathan. On the socials last week, he's, he's he said he's happy to come back on. So it'd be great to get Nathan to to come on, and maybe we'll talk through talk through an upcoming card with, with, with Nathan as a guest because he's, uh, he's he's a top uh, top lad, and and he was fighting Danduj, and I mean took the fight on short notice as well. Yes, yes, uh, clinical performance from from Nathan. Obviously, trying to avenge his his, his first loss. Obviously. So much attention, and again, another ne- uh, next generation fighter. So much attention um, was being thrown around. Everybody was touting Nathan to be, you know, the, the the next big thing. And and he took his first loss, and he's took it like a champ. And uh, and he's he's come back and and put on a performance like he did last night. And you could see as they were introducing him, you could see him math in the words, "You can't beat me." I'm, I'm, that's how I interpret it. Yeah. That's what I'm sure he was saying. You can't beat me. You can't beat me. Uh, he looked very, very focused, and you could see when he got that triangle in uh, uh, and choked him at the end of the first round. Once that yeah. fight got got stopped, you could see the elation and how much getting that win meant for for, for Nathan yeah. Fletcher. It's actually his, his second win in, in four months after that Dominic Wooden uh, yeah. loss, yeah. I think. And uh, oh, that was for the title, yeah. as well, wasn't it? The Wooden one was for the belt, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, and then. Uh, 
And then, yeah, since then he's come back with with two wins. He's doing well. I mean, and it was just one of those things with that Dominic Wooden one. I think he ate a knee on an entry and then that set him up for just, you know, he, he tried to survive as long as he could. He ate, a, I think, a head kick and some punches and stuff. I'm talking but, about um, Wooden here as well. No fault. No, absolutely. Yeah, so... You know, no, no shame in that at all. And then, and then Nathan Fletcher's so young as well. Like, I think he's got big things coming. He's only twenty five, so yeah, I, I think. And he trains out of a really top gym, so yeah, fingers crossed that he keeps keeps winning and he can get back to a, a title shot very, very soon in Cage Warriors, and then see what happens after that. But the star of the show, as he always is, recently was George Hardwick. I mean, I I, I saw a tweet from. Um, from Sean Sheehan uh, basically saying, if you don't know Jan Lias's, you know, like you, you sort of will after this type thing. That's the way I interpreted it anyway. And so I was thinking, Oh no, is this, is this guy really, really good? Cause I didn't know much about, oh, about yeah. Jan Lias. I, I have to say. Um, and obviously we're always team Hardwick brothers. We, we love the Hardwicks. And uh, I was a bit like, Oh God, is this, how's this going to go? And George, at the first, it did seem like he couldn't quite work Yan out for a first mm-hmm. like minute or two or whatever it was. Um, and he seemed to have good kickboxing and be able to control the range well, Yan uh, Lias. And then George just landed a right hand on his chin and it just changed everything. And then he was able to kind of chase him around and, and, and get the finish. But uh, yeah, it, it, it seems to me like, it's crazy not to have this guy in the UFC now. He's defended the Cage Warriors belt twice. He's defended it twice. His last, God, what's this? One, two, three, four, five, six fights. He's finished. He's always said he wants to be an active champ, and and that's that's admirable and brilliant. And he's shown that he's that. Um, but I'm hoping that the narrative of of of, of Georgie's um, story changes now because he was walking back to his dressing room. Um, he said that there's a, a Parmesan chicken uh, <laughs> uh, waiting for you, Dana White, for your next bucket Friday, and uh, and so I think you know he he wants that UFC contract now. Um, you know, seeing that the the roads that other um, Cage Warriors fighters, what they've done to secure that contract, George Hardwick has done that in my opinion, and and should rightfully now be be moving on to uh, the. I, I hope the UFC, but you know, obviously. There are other um, options out there, but I, I think George Hardwick and and if things keep going the same for for brother Harry, he probably won't be far behind him. You know, there's lots yeah. of both absolute fan favourites. It was something interesting that Brad was talking about. Uh, Brad and Dan were talking about last night was the fact that you know you just it, it's not like um, George has brought down like fifty people from Middlesbrough to Manchester to watch that event last night. Manchester knows who George Hardwick is. And, yes. And, and that was apparent last night. Um, get that guy in the UFC. Um, he's, a terror. he's an absolute eight, terror. As a eight-fight win streak, the last six of those have been finishes. That is really fantastic record. I mean, I don't know. We, we Spoiler alert, we've just uh, had a chat with, with Jake Hadley that will be coming out uh, soon. Uh, and he was talking about having to go to the through the contender series um um in uh, after becoming the the cage warriors champion surely george with with two title defenses shouldn't have to do a contender series fight or something like that but i can just see george being someone that just 
takes whatever comes his way because he seems like a guy that just wants to fight. Yeah. He just wants to fight and, and showcase that he's one of the best in the world. How calm was he? Like you just so watch calm. him walking out. He yeah. looks he looks completely unfazed by it. Mm. He he looks like he has got some, you know, real focused mental uh yeah. you know, stability going on there. Like he just looks like, yeah, this 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 is this is just a step for me. And uh, and it was, and it, and he showed that in spectacular fashion. And yeah, absolutely, get him get him a contract in the UFC Grand Boy, and we want to see it happen. Right. Um, well, considering we've just uh, said we're going to do this quick, you know, off the cuff episode, um, we've uh, well, I've had a nice time. I've just got to bang on about Cage Warriors. Sorry, mate, I ain't yeah. took a breath as I've rattled through that. I get so excited. That's great, Cage Warriors. Um. But yeah, and also if um if you're UFC fans and you know you don't necessarily watch any uh other uh, organizations, honestly, if you've got Fight Pass, then then when there's a next um uh UK or, or, or the Dublin card coming up uh, of Cage Warriors, just just start watching it because it's phenomenal and you see future champions coming to fruition. It's uh, it's wonderful. Um, and you'll see most of them British fighters in the UFC that are now superstars. They all had that belt around their waist uh, at some point. And, uh, yeah, so uh, go check out Cage Warriors if you don't uh, already do so. Right. I think we can wrap this one up, can't we? Yeah. Nice little impromptu chat. Yeah. Lovely. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.